This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I'm the president of World Ministries International, as well as Eagles Saving Nations. Go to my website, worldministries.org, worldministries.org. Join Eagles Saving Nations today. We must stop this communist takeover. We must have a great awakening. Now, we're in a live audience. This is at our campus here at World Ministries International, our college classroom. We have a service every week for the staff of World Ministries International and their families. It's a live audience with children. Now, I have my special guest, Bishop Jeffrey Jaguna. He pastors that great church, Deliverance Church in Langada, Nairobi, Kenya. I've known Bishop Jaguna since the 1980s. I've preached for him different times. We've worked together in good times and bad times in Kenya, times when Kenya was facing crisis, times when people were being killed because of the elections. We have gone through deep waters, but again, Kenya is alive, America is alive, although both nations are facing serious problems. We need another great awakening. We need a national revival, a repentance. So again, Bishop Jeffrey Jaguna. God bless Amen. you. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. I'm glad to be back here. I've stood in this pulpit almost every year. I'm coming through here. And I'm so glad to be able to be here and also to be in the company of my wife and my daughter. And I have a message to share, which I believe will be a blessing to all of us. As we think about the world in which we live in, I believe the most important thing for each one of us individually and collectively is to pursue God's purpose. Because we are not here accidentally. All of us are here to fulfill a certain God-given agenda and purpose. But the question is, do you know what that is? And in my sharing today, I want to give you five things that would be factors that will show and indicate you're in pursuit of God's purpose for your life. It is important for us to appreciate that God does everything with an intention. There is nothing that God allows to happen without an intention. And he has created us all with a purpose. None of us is here accidentally. None of you were born accidentally or you are existing accidentally, you are here because of God's purpose. And it's good to fulfill that purpose. It is also important to know that there is no life that is insignificant. All lives are significant. There is something that you can do that is specific for your purpose. So we are not here floating through life without cause. We do have a specific purpose that God wants us to fulfill. A clear understanding of the integral relationship between intimacy and obedience to God's purpose is important. That is, in our intimacy with God, out of that flows our ability to walk in fulfilling that which God desires for our lives. So we are looking at these tips that would help us out to live out the purposes of God. There are just five of them. It should not be difficult to forget. The first one is what each one of us need to desire 
is to walk in close relationship with God. Walk closely, in good close relationship with God. Or rather intimate or intimacy with God. I remember a song we used to sing, Just a Closer Walk With Thee. I don't know anyone who can remember that song. It's an old song. Just a closer walk with thee. Blessed Jesus, it is my pre. Daily walking close to thee. Let it be, dear Lord. Let it be. So in order to recognize and walk in our purposes, we need that close relationship, close walk with God. We will struggle if we try to find our purpose outside of God. Jesus' follower Mark makes a profound statement in the gospel, in Mark 3, 14, that he appointed 12. Listen, he appointed the 12 that they might be with him. That they might be with him. And that he might send them out to preach. Notice that, that they might be with him. And remember, even in the Great Commission, Jesus has promised, I will be with you. And what a blessing it is that in the spiritual pilgrimage, in the mission for which we have been called, we are never alone because he has promised to be with us. And his presence with us becomes the assurance that we shall be victorious, that we shall prevail against every opposition. It is God's presence, it's only his presence with us that guarantees the victory. And that is why scripture would remind us in John's writing, reminding us that without him, we can do nothing. We have to totally declare our dependence on him. Now, before Jesus sent his followers out to preach and to spread the word, he first got them to spend time with him. We cannot pursue our purpose if we are not in praise of closeness with the Father. Just like the disciples, our purpose is birthed from the praise of intimacy with our Creator. And each one of us, and this only happens in those times of when we are broken before him in prayer and repentance declaring our dependence on him. And that is prayer is always the most noble thing to do to attract that closeness to God. And it's important for us to always understand that prayer is the only thing that can demonstrate that we are walking closely with God. There are so many things we can do I've said many times that it's possible for you to preach. It's possible for you to sing in the choir. But for you to be a person given to prayer, you are having a relationship with God. And that is what we need to enhance, all of us. It takes spirituality to pray. Amen? Amen. And that is what we desire. Number two in the five is that we need to clarify our dreams. We need to clarify our desires and our passion. The book of Revelation in the Bible highlights one of the reasons we were created. Revelation 4.11. And it is in a callous form as well. 
that says thou art worthy. Thou art worthy. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory, honor, and power. For thou hast created all things, and for thy pressure they are created. Thou art worthy, O Lord. Amen. He is worthy. He is worthy of our praise. We see here that we were created to praise God. That can be difficult to attain by ourselves. That is why we need to clarify our passion. We need to clarify our desires. We need to clarify our dreams. Now, Philippians 2.13 says that God is working in you and I to will and to do. He is the one that works in us to will and to do. Giving you the desire and the power to do that which pleases him. Yes, God gives us desires that are pleasing to him. Thereby fulfilling his purpose. You need and I need to identify with the deepest desire. And I should not disregard those things that God has birthed in me. To pursue certain things passionately. And we are all wired by God to pursue certain things. And we should never be in competition because each one of us, we have an apportioned measure of grace and a measure of faith. And therefore, Paul said we should never compare ourselves with one another lest we become fools. So what is your passion? What is your dream? The third thing in the five is that we need to pray for clarity of direction. We may have a good God-given desire, but we need guidance to channel them in the right direction. And again, we go back to restate the vitality of prayer in the life of a believer. Because it is only when we pray that we can be able to get clarity and get direction especially when we have to make certain decisions. It's very interesting the way we are created as human beings because there are so many things that you can be able to maybe try to control, but a human being is the most difficult because they can always try to circumvent the direction you are trying to trap them or catch them. Because they are created. Remember, we are very special beings. Because we are created in the image of God. And therefore, it is possible for us sometimes to be able to determine how we are going to live certain seasons and how we are going to live other seasons. But it is important to always know we have a God that watches over us. I remember a song that we used to sing when I was in high school, and these are many years ago, maybe about 47 years ago. And this song, we used to sing that he is watching us, marking all we do, hearing the things that we say. People are watching you, okay? They are marking you. They are hearing the things you say. And the key thing is, let them see the Savior as he shines in you. The greatest expression of a believer is when people can see Jesus. Christians were first called Christians in Antioch because they walked like Jesus. 
Being called Christians was a nickname because they walked like Jesus. What we need more than ever before is to have serious Christians in our churches, in our ministries, in our country. People who cannot compromise on the values that Jesus has taught us. So clarity of direction. So when we pray, we give God control of our lives and open our lives to his purpose. Our purpose is birthed from a place of closeness. Our purpose in God is birthed from that intimacy with him. A very, very important aspect. Another very, very important thing in the journey of living out our purposes is a firm commitment to trust God. And this can be a whole message in itself. Trust in God. Because trust in God is so critical that the opposite of that is an offense. If you doubt God, that's an offense to God. That's right. In fact, in the book of Revelation, those that will be outside with the dogs and the, with the witches will be those unbelievers. Unbelief is an offense. And therefore, each one of us must be committed to trust the Lord. In the book of Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5, I believe it's a memory verse to all of us, but we need to think about the issues that are raised in this passage. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Not with part of your heart, but with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. That's a whole message by itself. Amen. Trust the Lord with all your heart. It is possible for someone to say, I trust the Lord, but they don't trust him fully. I usually tell a testimony in my congregation about a situation I found myself in years back. Pastors go through all kinds of experiences, and that was one of them. When a certain lady came with some little kids to my office and told me, Pastor, we have come, and today you're going to have to take us to your house because I don't want to go back to my house. And I say, why? These are common things with pastors. So pastors need a lot of prayers. <laughs> so when I followed Father, this lady said, listen, I've come to discover that my husband is involved with witchcraft. There are some things that he is keeping somewhere within the house. And for me, I am so scared, I don't want to go there. Then I said, listen, you allow me. The idea of moving to my house just can bring a lot of complications. So I'm going to pray for you and going to still go back, but I'm going to meet your husband. So when I met the husband, the husband agreed that he had kept some things in the house. But that those things were not offensive. They were not supposed to hurt them, but to protect them. Are you listening? He's kept some things to do what? To protect the family. And this was somebody who was claiming to be a believer. Let me tell you, when you have God, you don't need anything else for your protection. God is protection enough for us. When we have him, we are all right. We are secure. And this is critical about people, you know, when we fail to trust him. 
The reason this man had gone to look for things to bring in is because he did not fully trust the Lord. And then the invitation is trust the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In everything you do, acknowledge God. Acknowledge him. Recognize him. If you read the book of Romans, the reason God gave them up in the book of Romans chapter 1 is because they refused to retain the knowledge of God in their hearts. So God gave them up to reprobate minds. And today I believe there are so many people who God has given up. The kind of things we are seeing happening in the world today, you will know that people are operating with reprobate minds. But you and I can have the peace because we have acknowledged him. And we have recognized, we have given God his praise in our lives and in our experiences. Let the Lord occupy the rightful praise in your heart, in your spirit, in every aspect. When we trust him, we are led into our purpose. And God makes a way to achieve our vision straight we are able to stay focused on his desires for our lives. So make a firm commitment to trust God. I want to review what we have learned today. The first thing is the call to walk closely with God. The next thing is to clarify our dreams and our desires and our passion or whatever we are passionate about. The third thing is to pray for clarity of direction. The fourth is to make a firm commitment to trust God. Trust God with all your heart. Choose to trust him. Make a decision. I will never doubt him. A chorus we used to sing in the early 70s. Why worry when you can pray? Trust Jesus. He knows the way. Do not be a doubting Thomas. Just lean upon his promises. Why worry when you can pray? Amen. Number five is avoid comparison with others which Apostle Paul describes as folly. In 2 Corinthians 10 verse 12. But they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. Our pattern is Jesus. He is our greatest example, and we pattern our lives after him. With the rise of social media, comparison culture has become even more rampant. We look at the seemingly perfect lives of others and strive to be like them, forgetting that we are different and we are created for a different purpose. The phrase comparison is the thief of joy. The phrase comparison is the thief of joy. When we avoid comparison, we experience peace and can walk in the fullness of our purposes. It is very, very important for one to live within the purposes of what God has called you to be and to do. We live in a time when even those of us who are clergy like comparing ourselves. You know, I want to compare the, the size of my church with the size of another person. And sometimes feel that I, maybe I'm anointed more than them. 
forgetting that there's nothing that I've achieved except by the grace of God. Yes. yes. There is nothing I've achieved except what God has enabled me to achieve. And just as the scripture says, there is nothing that I have that I have not received. Any ministry gifting, any spiritual gift is a gift. It's not because I deserved it. It's because he chose to favor me. And if God has favored you, you have no reason to brag. You have no reason to be prideful because it is him who did it. Therefore, I pray that each one of us will remain with a commitment to operate within what we believe is our God-given calling. And don't compare yourself with your neighbor. You have a different line of calling. Our objective is to glorify God and we are building to strengthen the body of Christ. But we must never try to outdo each other or to compete with each other let us all bring that which God desires to bring to build the whole because our objective is one, to glorify God, to advance the kingdom of God. We have to live with a kingdom mentality. It's a kingdom mentality, the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God is never divided. The kingdom of God is one. And that is why the church can find a place of unity in Christ. Also remembering so many divisions that we find among people will not be found in heaven. Because heaven, those who go to heaven will go there on the merits of Christ. And there's no way you can carry division there. So we better learn how to live with each other down here. Amen? We better learn how it is to love each other when we are down here. Not to compete with each other, not to fight with each other, not to be jealous of what the other person may be having that you don't have. Because we are a family and we need to live as such. And therefore today, as I try to bring my thoughts to a close, and I, as I still remind each one of us, you have a purpose. Have you known what is your purpose? You see, one of the principles is to understand that each one of us are so distinct in the way we are created. We all have different personalities, all right? We all have different abilities. We all have different experiences. And what you need to do is to bring your experience to advance the kingdom of God. Bring your passion, bring everything that those abilities that you have but what is the purpose of all this is to be able to build the kingdom of God. If all the people who call themselves Christians today were to resolve what I'm developing is not my kingdom. It's about the kingdom of God. The church will find unity because it's only in the unity of the church that we can achieve more. Jesus prayed that we may be one. And I operate within a city where many times we are working so hard to even bring believers to unity. And it's so, so important for us to pray that the church can be one. Amen. Because that was a great prayer 
of Jesus that he prayed for the church that we find in the book of John 17 that they may be one. Are you living out your purpose? Do you know what that purpose is? Because it's only you can pursue to know in prayer and seeking God so that you can walk in line with that purpose and you can glorify God because that's what God desires. Lord, we thank you for the things we have learned together today. And I just pray that each one of us here can leave this place with clarity of their dreams and passions, knowing this is what God has called me to do, determined never to compare themselves with anyone, trusting you to work what it will take and to work everything that is needed to achieve the purpose for which we are alive today. God, we have gone through so much. We know the things that not just this country, but the world went through during the COVID-19. And God, you preserved us. And that's where we are standing. Oh God, through many trials, through many challenges, we have come. Lord, we thank you because of the testimony of your servant, Dr. Hansen, the things that he has experienced going across this country with a message of a call to repentance and a prophetic message. As he has gone to Israel, he's been to Africa many times. He's connected with an apostolic team. God continue to watch over him. We thank you, Lord, for what we see in the life of this young man who has been born into this family, who can even be able to read and to declare that he belongs to you. We know there's a future for this ministry. Thank you because you're the one that connects people because of our purpose. We glorify your name and we give you worship even for speaking to us tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Once again, this is Dr. Hansen, World Ministries International, as well as the president of Eagle Saving Nations, my special guest today, Bishop Jeffrey Jaguna. He's been my friend since the 1980s. He pastors Langada Deliverance Church, powerful church, and we are trying to extend the kingdom of God in America, in Kenya, and around the world. Only the church, if we can come together. You know, I spoke a message some weeks ago on the tree of hope. Mm. If we can come together, only the church can save the nation. Amen. Nothing else will save it. Yes. There's a force trying to topple every nation to sovereignty, move us into the new world order. Mm. Only the church can save, save the, the nations. nations. Again, go to my website, worldministries.org, worldministries.org. You can watch or listen to our program seven days a week, Monday through Sunday, wherever you're watching or listening right now in the United States or around the world. Welcome. God bless you. And remember, only the church yes. can save, save the nations. nations. Join Eagle Saving Nations worldministries.org mm. let's see a mighty national repentance all the way through America mm. in the national stadiums mm. in Kenya and throughout the nation Amen. God bless you